From the nation's capital, here is tonight's Nations Report. It's Tuesday, November 29, 2022. Here's a look at today's headlines. Labor officials visit Clement Howell High and participate in training workshop. New detention center facility on track for Providenciales. New tint regulations take effect December 1st. Volcano begins to erupt in El Salvador. World's largest cruise ship currently makes maiden call to St. Kitts. Uganda closes schools early for the holidays due to Ebola outbreak. Prince William and Princess Kate are returning to the United States after eight years. And in sports, NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. removed from American Airlines flight after health scare. We'll also take a look at your weather forecast with those stories and more. I'm Soya Fassler. And now, here is tonight's news. Thanks for joining us today and welcome to our listeners. Labor tribunal officers and local attorneys last week visited the Clement Howell High School in keeping with its mission to bring about an awareness and its community outreach education program. The team shared with fifth form class the role and function of the labor tribunal and the labor inspectors and what must be done when someone feels that they have been dismissed and wishes to bring a claim for unfair dismissal. The labor department stands ready to accept the claims and complaints and have their particular role to play. The students were given sample forms that must be completed and an array of informational materials such as contracts of employment certificates of employment, employment of minors, and frequently asked questions. In keeping with the Labor Tribunal, under the guidance of President Mary Doreen Mizick, the department hosted its second training session with labor inspectors, tribunal members, and tribunal staff at the Blue Haven Resort in Providenciales. Both departments share the same employment ordinance, CAP 17.8, and each department has a role to play in their efforts to redress the employment issues brought on by the employee or employer complaints. Discussed was the consolation process and the importance of the inspectors taking a neutral stance in their deliberations. The inspector is not there to take sides, but rather act as a mediator with a view to promote a settlement and for such a case not having to be determined by the Labor Tribunal. The workshop focused on various topics such as employment contracts, service charge, payment of national insurance, national health insurance, work permit fees, rights of employees not to be unfairly dismissed. In other news, Honorable Arlington Chuck Musgrove, the minister responsible for immigration, customs, and border force, in a recent show here on RTC First Edition with Cheryl Ann Foreman and Shivago Jolly, detailed some issues in which we are facing with illegal immigration. A new detention center is set to be constructed, and the project will be outlined in the next government budget. Yes, uh, we, in conjunction with the Marine Branch and the police, we had we, uh, the cabinet a few months ago, acquire some land down on the marine of in South Dock area. So in that area they're doing uh on the side of the radar, they're doing a new detention center, they're doing a remand center as well. Mm-hmm. So 
that is on the slate for next budget. The, the, the thing is, illegal migration is that so much of us here, Tax Islands, is involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time we, 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 we catch someone, you know, there's a, there's a work permit that's been, been expedited or put here and stuff like that. So we, we're trying, you know, we, we're increasing our task force at the moment. Uh, we're doing uh, stops in conjunction with the police. Uh, we're getting people. We just uh, stopped some people from going over to Key. There are there 20-something people. Mm-hmm. So those little things we're going to edit. But I want to stress this, uh, Michelle. If we catch anybody harboring illegals, mm-hmm. we have just changed the law for that. We have to catch anyone. It could be my mummy. Mm-hmm. She going up. Mm-hmm. I, we, we can't tolerate this. There are many consequences in place for all parties involved in illegal migration. If caught by police or law enforcement officials, business owners can be fined or even imprisoned. Illegal migrants can also be fined but face deportation first. Last week, the Ministry of Health welcomed another batch of COVID-19 vaccines. This time, the Moderna Bivalent from the United Kingdom. The vaccine is available in Providencialis at the Cheshire Hall Medical Center on Tuesdays and Fridays all day and in the afternoon only on Mondays. In the nation's capital, residents will be able to receive the vaccine on Monday and Fridays in the afternoons only and all day on Wednesday. Residents of South and North Caicos will have access to the vaccine all day Wednesdays. The change from the Pfizer to Moderna vaccine is due to research suggesting that the new Moderna bivalent vaccine is particularly good at generating antibodies that not only help neutralize the original strain, but also fights against the Omicron variant as well as the BA4 and BA5 variants. 95% of the Turks and Caicos Islands' COVID deaths were persons that were not double vaccinated. The Ministry of Health is still active in COVID-19 testing across the country. Now, just a reminder for the general public that on Thursday, December 1st, 2022, the following changes will be effected on vehicle window tint in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Window tint on motor vehicles, front windscreen and driver front passenger windows shall not be lower than 50%. Window tint on the rear windscreen and rear passenger windows shall not be lower than 30%. Public service vehicles may have manufactured built-in window tints of not less than 20%. Public service vehicles imported into the islands before the 1st of December having tint levels built into the back window screens lower than the new prescribed levels will be exempted from this requirement and may continue to operate. No vehicles imported into the islands on the 1st of December and thereafter will be permitted to operate with levels of tint lower than the prescribed levels as outlined above. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Your regional news is up next. Let's take a look around our neighbors. The Chaparastic volcano in El Salvador, east of the capital, began to erupt on Sunday. 
The Environmental Ministries Observatory reported explosions in the central crater of the volcano, located about 83 miles east of the capital. It said the eruption's intensity was at a low level 1 on a scale from 0 to 8. Authorities were preparing 26 shelters that could accommodate more than 10,000 people and were installing a command post to provide the most current information on the volcano's activity. The safety zone was extended to a radius of 3.7 miles from the crater. There were no reported injuries. And whilst on the topic of volcanoes, one of the most famous volcanoes, Mauna Loa, is erupting for the first time in 40 years, prompting an ashfall advisory for Hawaii's Big Island. The eruption in Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is not threatening downhill communities or flights to the island of Hawaii. However, less than one quarter inch of ashfall could accumulate on parts of the island. Reports of lava overflowing into the southwest portion of the volcano's caldera or crater have gone into the Hawaii Volcano Observatory. There is no indication of a threat to nearby communities and no evacuation orders have been issued. However, as a precaution, two shelters have been opened. Mauna Loa, which covers half the island of Hawaii, has erupted 33 times since 1843, the volcano's first well-documented historical eruption. It last erupted in 1984, making this prolonged quiet period the volcano's longest in recorded history. A 71-year-old American man was arrested last week in Jamaica after being on the run for 11 years. He has been deported to his homeland to face multiple child molestation charges. Charles Rainey, who was deported from Kingston last Friday to Paulding County, Georgia in the U.S., is being housed in the Paulding County Jail without bond. A warrant was issued in December 2011 charging Rainey with abrogated child molestation, child molestation, and sexual battery. And as of November 9th, Guyanese nationals no longer require visas to travel to the United Kingdom for up to a six-month period. Those who would like to stay much longer to work or study in the UK would need a visa to do so. The United Kingdom's decision came months before British Airways began scheduled flights to Guyana. Back in June, Guyana became the UK's top trading partner in the Caribbean. In 2021, Trade relations between Guyana and the UK were valued at close to 560 million pounds, which in turn was 21.6% of all the UK's trade with the Caribbean. And lastly, St. Kitts winter cruise season kicked off in style with the maiden call of the world's largest cruise ship, Royal Caribbean's Wonder of the Seas. St. Kitts and Nevis are preparing for one of the busiest cruise seasons to date, including various ships making their inaugural calls to Port Zante and Basseterre. One of the most exciting calls happened last week when the world's largest cruise ship made its inaugural call on November 24th to St. Kitts. Local officials boarded the vessel to perform the traditional plaque exchange between the ship and island authorities. The call is the first time the biggest cruise ship in the world arrived in St. Kitts, a testimony to the island's efforts to become a premier cruise destination. 
The 236-857,000 gross ton cruise ship sailed to St. Kitts with 6,495 passengers and 2,259 crew members. After the call to St. Kitts, Wonder of the Sea set sail back to its home port of Port Canaveral, Orlando. However, due to a medical emergency, the vessel was forced to make an emergency stop in San Juan, Puerto Rico. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International news is up next. Let's take a look at what's happening around the world. Millions of students headed home early on Friday in Uganda for the Christmas holidays two weeks earlier than scheduled. The decision to close schools nationwide two weeks before the end of term has been taken to curb the spread of Ebola as the country continues to battle one of its worst outbreaks. Earlier this month, the country saw 23 cases across five schools in Kampala, which led to the death of eight students. In the past two months, 55 people have died with the virus, and there were 22 probable Ebola deaths before the outbreak was officially declared on the 20th of September. Ebola is a viral infection that is spread through the bodily fluids of a patient. Schools had already put in place strict anti-Ebola measures, many already used for COVID, including temperature screening, regular hand washing and disinfecting surfaces. Visits by parents and guardians were then banned as the last term of the year drew to a close and final year students prepared for exams. The government has said that trials for three vaccines will begin in the coming weeks, though details are vague about how and on whom they will be carried out. Pupils are due to go back to class for the new school year in January. A freak accident on Sunday evening left two people being rescued from a small private plane after it struck and got stuck in a high-tension power line tower in Montgomery County, Maryland. The plane struck the tower at about 5.30 p.m. Sunday evening. However, rescue work was being delayed until the plane could be secured properly to the tower and the tower was confirmed to be grounded. It took more than seven hours before the pilot and passenger could be removed from the aircraft. More than 80,000 Montgomery County customers were without power as a result of the crash. Utility contractors had to disconnect the high-tension wires to make it safe for rescuers to stabilize the plane. The plane, which was stuck more than 100 feet off the ground, had departed from Westchester County Airport in White Plains, New York. The Federal Aviation Administration and National Transportation Safety Board will investigate the incident. Both the pilot and passenger were transported to local area trauma centers with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. Prince William and Princess Kate are returning to the United States after eight years. The royal couple will travel to Boston this week, marking their first visit to the United States since 2014, when they visited New York City and famously shook hands with Beyonce and Jay-Z at a Brooklyn Nets game. 
The Royals will arrive in Boston on Wednesday, two days ahead of the second annual awards ceremony for the Earthshot Prize, an initiative Prince William launched back in 2019 to create solutions for environmental problems. Their itinerary in the city includes everything from meeting Caroline Kennedy to visiting Harvard University. William and Kate will be welcomed to Boston on November 30th in a ceremony at City Hall. In honor of the Earthshot Prize's focus on the environment, landmarks across the city, including City Hall, will be lit up in the color green. On Thursday, the royal couple will start their second day in Boston with a visit to Greentown Labs, a climate technology startup incubator in nearby Somerville, Massachusetts. From there, the couple will travel just a few miles to Chelsea, where they will visit Roca, a nonprofit organization that focuses on helping high-risk young people between the ages of 16 and 24. Friday's main event will be the 2022 Earthshot Prize Award Ceremony, which will be held Friday night at MGM Music Hall at Fenway. The ceremony, which will air around the world on December 4th, will see five winners awarded $1 million grants each to scale their solutions to help repair planet Earth. And online Black Friday sales in the United States topped a record-breaking $9.12 billion this year, according to Adobe Analytics, kicking off a solid start to the holiday shopping season despite inflation and other economic concerns. Adobe, which tracks sales on retailer websites, said that this year's Black Friday online sales were 2.3% higher compared to last year, with electronics, smart home equipment, toys, and exercise equipment providing the biggest boost. This year, inflation has squeezed many shoppers' budgets, and retailers say customers are pulling back on discretionary spending like furniture, and electronics are being more selective about what they buy. The number of people giving gift cards and money is up significantly over last year. Cyber Monday, which took place yesterday, was also a major online shopping day, growing more than 5% from last year to $11.2 billion. That's it for international news. Sports is up next. NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. removed from American Airlines flight after crew were concerned for his health. Star NFL wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. was removed from the flight in Miami after the flight crew expressed concern over the football player's health. Officers from the Miami-Dade Police Department were dispatched to a medical emergency on the flight Sunday at around 9.30 a.m. As members of the flight crew tried to wake Beckham to fasten his seatbelt prior to departure, he appeared to be coming in and out of consciousness. The flight attendants then called 911 due to concerns that Beckham was seriously ill and that his condition could worsen during the five-hour flight to Los Angeles. 
Beckham, who is recovering from an ACL injury, is currently a free agent and is not on an NFL roster. The wide receiver was the New York Giants' first-round draft pick in 2014 and has also played with the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Rams. And in other sports news, one of Jamaica's track and field stars, Asafa Powell, announces retirement from the sport. The Olympian, who celebrated his 40th birthday last week Wednesday, took to Twitter to formally announce his retirement from track and field, saying, was a great week of celebrating my birthday and officially putting down my spikes, opening a new chapter in my life. One of the finest sprinters to grace the track, Powell last raced in May 2021. The former MVP-conditioned athlete raced at the Olympics in 2004, 2008, 2012, and 2016, earning the 4x100-meter relay gold in Rio. His best individual finish was fifth in the 100 meters in 2004 and 2008. Powell held the 100-meter world record from 2005 until compatriot Usain Bolt broke the record in 2008. Powell twice set the world record. Firstly, he clocked 9.77 seconds on June 14, 2005 at the age of 22 to break American Tim Montgomery's mark in Athens, Greece. He went on to equal the time twice the following year. A year later, on September 9, 2007, he improved his record with a record time of 9.74 seconds. In the second of two heats at the Rieti Grand Prix meeting, IAAF World Athletics Tour. Powell is the fastest man in history without an Olympic or World 100-meter title. He has won two individual World Championship bronze medals and was the Commonwealth Games 100-meter champion in 2006. Powell was also part of two World Championship 4x100-meter gold medal winning teams in 2009 and 2015. That brings us to the end of the news, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. Sunshine with partly cloudy skies, highs of 83 degrees and lows of 78. Winds are coming from the east-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour, a 7 to 25 percent chance of rain. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, labor officials visit Clement Howell High and participate in training workshop. New detention center facility on track for Providenciales. New tint regulations take effect December 1st. Volcano begins to erupt in El Salvador. World's largest cruise ship currently makes maiden call to St. Kitts. Uganda closes schools early for the holidays due to Ebola outbreak. Prince William and Princess Kate are returning to the United States after eight years. And in sports, NFL star Odell Beckham Jr. removed from American Airlines flight after health scare. Thank you so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you would like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. I am Zoya Fassler. Again, thanks for joining us. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.